What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. Today, we're going to just hop right into some stuff. So, last week's episode, we reviewed all the Future Stars cards. We got some great feedback on that, actually. I appreciate you guys uh, who listened and who liked it. Um, one of the best performing episodes this podcast has ever had on YouTube. So, super dope. Super, super dope. Thank you guys for that. Anybody who knows how YouTube works, it was a 1 out of 10 as far as views go in a certain time period, and that is what every creator strives for. 1 out of 10 means it did better than any other video I had released in that same time period in X amount of time. It's a little confusing, but 1 out of 10 is great. So you guys are the best. Thank you so much. Uh, if you're new to the channel, new to the podcast, hi, my name is Kenny. Uh, please like, subscribe, comment down below any thoughts at any point over the course of an episode. So because last week's reviews of those Future Stars cards went so well, I figured today would be a good time to review some more stuff. We're going to take stock of every position and what cards we have so far, who you should be playing, or if you don't have the God Squad, which I'm not expecting everybody to have, uh, good, reliable options that make sense at this point in time. In this process, we're going to talk about some general theme-building ideas and strategies, how to construct a bench, uh, what you're looking for in pitchers, things of that nature. Okay, so this is not the end-all, be-all. At the end of the day, I say this probably every episode, if not almost, almost every episode. Use the cards you're good with. Use the cards you're comfortable with. Attributes be damned. Overalls be damned. If you hit 800 on Hall of Fame with... 78 overall, I don't know, what is that, Alberto Mondesi, is he a 78? If you hit 800 Hall of Fame with him, use him, don't switch him out, it's that simple. Um, but these are the cards, in my opinion, right now, that we should be using, so let's just give it a whirl and give it a look. Um, I think it's, it's probably best to start infield and work our way out, right? Because in the infield, there's only so many different secondaries, a player can have. In the outfield, theoretically, you could play anybody at any of the three positions. You shouldn't do that. We'll talk about that. But at catcher, right now, this Joe Maurer, 96 overall, is the best catcher in the game. You get him to Super Fractor, he's a 99. He just rakes. He's a beautiful swing, high contacts, power that plays pretty well. The lefty power is a little not phenomenal, but it's fine. The fielding's great. Everything about this card is good. Gary Carter is number two catcher. I use both because I use Carter on my bench. But then you have some options here, right? There is a precipitous, distinct fall-off between Maurer, then Carter. They're like one and then one B and the rest. So I don't have every Future Stars catcher. Haven't spent all the stubs yet. Any of those guys that just dropped as Future Stars catchers are probably the next grouping that I would feel comfortable using online. Any of those guys. Corey Lee, Shea Langoliers, Henry Davis, Luis Campusano. Probably missing another one, maybe. Um, but those guys are all usable. As far as what you're seeing on the screen right now, Johnny Bench is stinky cockapoo-poo. Adley Rutschman this year, I feel like, is not great. He's a budget catcher, though. At this point in the game, he's very easy to get, and if you're looking to get just a sturdy defense, balanced switch-hitting catcher, I wouldn't be upset if you used him. Uh, Dalton Varsho is kind of fun. Like, good card, honestly. 
Uh, Jorge Posada's great switch hitting bat. And then after that, eh, I don't really know. Uh, Moreno's whatever. Real Muto's whatever. Carson Kelly is a bench bat at best. Same goes for Sean Murphy, but he's not even a good bench bat. Mitch Garver just screams bench bat or BR demon. I would not use him in any ranks any ranked setting with 59 contact first right. I don't care if you play veteran, all-star, doesn't matter. That's not good enough. Same thing goes for Gary Sanchez. Now, theoretically, you could use this 88 overall cover athlete, Joe Maurer, if you really wanted to. He's affordable, 15, 16K, depending on when you've purchased him. Problem is his powers are so low that he's going to hit a lot of weak flyouts. But like I said, guys, after that, you're looking at strictly bench options. Piazza, not even good enough for the bench. Salvi, pretty good bench option. Napoli, decent bench option. The catcher pool is both deep and shallow at the same time. It's deep in that it has a lot of similar options. Obviously very top-heavy with Mauer and Gary Carter. But after that, after all those similar Future Stars cards, there is a steep decline. Steep, steep, steep decline. The beauty is, with the way that they're feeding us content this year... All those future star guy, uh, guys, excuse me, are incredibly easy to get. Rutschman, incredibly simple to get at this point. Varsho, free. Jorge Posada is only 25k right now. Uh, all these guys are super easy to get. Mitch Garver, easy as shit to get for the bench. So while the high end guys, as they should be, take a little more time and a little more um, gameplay investment to get them. That's kind of where catcher stands. This is not a shallow position as it has been in years past. Is it the deepest position in the game? Absolutely not. But for right now, at this point in mid-June, this it, it's, it's in a good place. First base. There are so many first basemen. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, there are. I'm just making sure on my bench there's nobody. Okay. So Frank Thomas is the best first baseman in the game. Whether you like his swing or not, you cannot deny the fact that he is the best first baseman in the game. His fielding is a 62 at, at P5. It plays like he's a diamond. It doesn't matter. This man's got an enormous peener. He hits giant home runs. PPs everywhere. By far, easily best first baseman in the game. He is, of course, exceptionally difficult to get. So the other options. There are plenty. Carlos Delgado is expensive. He's very hard to get as well. But he is nasty, nasty. That 80, uh, he starts at 81 power versus left. Plays way up. Good card to use. Michael Tolia, free. Free. Insane, insane card. Great swing. Switch hitter. Can also be a diamond in the corner outfield if you really want to get spicy. Um, big strike zone, a little funky, but, you know, very viable card and free. Free, guys. Free. David Ortiz is from the event. I think he's okay. I wouldn't start him. Um... And then shockingly, that's kind of it's kind of where this list stops for primary first baseman. Uh, Pete Alonso has bad swing animations, but he's got big power. Um, Giambi you'd never use. Rizzo's okay. His contacts are a little bit low. Goldie's a bench bat. Some people still love this Josh Bell card. I think he's very phased out at this point. If you're still using him, it's probably because you rake with him, but I promise you there are better options right now. I wouldn't be upset if I saw you using him, but he's a day one card. We've exceeded the ability and the uh, value of day one cards at this point. And then after that, guys, excuse me, 
what is an episode without me yawning lately? I'm, I'm an idiot. Um, then you're going to secondary. People complain, so many first basemen, so many first basemen. There really aren't. It's just the ones that we have are so prominent and dominant, they're the ones you use. Secondary first baseman, apparently Michael Young plays first. Uh, Albert Pujols, you could use it first. I never would, but you could. Same goes for Jose Ramirez. Wade Boggs shouldn't be at first. Adam Dunn is not in lineups. Jim Edmonds is not in lineups. Carpenter, not in lineups. That's really it, guys. I mean, technically speaking, Rafael Devers could play first for you, the monthly awards card. I think he's a better fit for a lot of people right now at third base, but I'd understand if you started him. And as far as, like, budget options go, you don't have to look very far. Josh Bell is still technically a budget option. Anthony Rizzo is free. Pete Alonso, free. Raphael Devers, free. Michael Tolia, free. It's not hard to fill out a really good free team right now. Is Frank Thomas the best? Absolutely he is. But it's not difficult to find at least cards that like kind of rival. Kind of rival. Not all the way, but kind of. First base... Is not a position anybody should have problems filling out with the ability of some people to play secondaries there with just the sheer number of studs at this position and the free options that are there. No one should have a problem filling first base. I'd actually, technically, Joe Maurer could play first base too. I don't know why you'd ever put him there, but he could also play there. Second base is where we start to run into some, some hairy issues. Chase Utley right now is far and away the best option in the game, in my opinion. 99 in the field. His swing is incredibly fast. It doesn't. His hitting attributes on this card are admittedly... I was surprised at how bad they are. Not bad, but they're low compared to what I, I envisioned Chase Utley to be. I think we might still get a 99, but I'm not sure. Um, but this card is, is really, really good. He is the best second baseman in the game right now. Not everybody has him. Other options. Cattell Marte in a secondary. Switch hitter. Great against lefties, but really good overall. He's... His price has come down. He's still a little on the higher side for a lot of people. 45-ish K. But Cattell is option two at second base. And then we're looking at... I mean, nobody on my bench plays second. And then we're looking at some shit. I guess, theoretically, you could play this Joe Morgan from the BR, the Takashi card. Uh, we're going to get a far better Joe Morgan that actually would be viable. I don't think this one is. Ryan Sandberg is built so strangely that I would never use this card. 118 contact left is phenomenal, but only 53 power left. That sucks. Uh, this Jose Altuve is whatever. Uh, Jazz Chisholm is phased out to day one card. Tommy Edmond has no power. Ray Durham stinks. This uh, Takashi Chase Utley stinks. Uh, and then we go to secondaries and like, all right, sure, 96 Michael Young. He sucks. You'd never play him there. Oswald Peraza's free. I could see it. Bryson Stott, I could see it. Jose Ramirez, I could see it. Polanco, I could see it. Mookie Betts, even. Um, some people still rolling with face of the franchise. Corey Seager. Second base is a position where there are far more secondary second basemen who are viable than primary. I would say after Utley and Cattell Marte, the next best second base option is either Jose Ramirez or Jorge Polanco. Jorge Polanco, incredibly available, 18K. Jose Ramirez, not incredibly available at 160K. His price has skyrocketed, now a 94 overall. 
So, second baseman, it's time for SDS to stop giving us corner infielders and start giving us some freaking second baseman. I don't know who would be next up. I don't know who they want to give us. It'd be super dope if we got like a flashback 99 Jose Ramirez that was available for everybody. Um, you know, face uh, or future stars kind of remedied some of the issues. Peraza is okay. I mean, attribute-wise, he's fine. I told you guys in the last video that I didn't like his swing. He's not great, but attribute-wise, he's viable. Bryson Stott's nice. I like him a lot. He's a lefty bat, though. So he, he's actually, he's kind of a mini Chase Utley now that I think about it. Not a bad card. Uh, Leo over Piguero is more of a bench bat. I would say if you don't have Utley or Cattell, start Jorge Polanco at second base. Technically, he's a primary shortstop, but he's going to suck at either middle infield position defensively. Um, second base is actually asking him to do a lot less than it is at shortstop. This card's really good. So this is the best budget option, hands down. It's not free, but it might as well be at 18K. It's not bad. Shortstop. As you can see, I don't start a primary shortstop. I start Cattell Morte at shortstop. Um, I think shortstop and second base are the two most needed positions that need help right now. Um, this Cattell Marte card is nutty. It's only a 93 overall with a 90. It becomes a 96 at parallel five. But guys, this, this card plays like a 99. It's nuts. Uh, as far as other shortstops go, Michael Young, as we've said, sucks. Brandon Crawford's ridiculously expensive and doesn't hit lefties well. I'd say that it, it's either Bryson Stott, Jorge Polanco, or maybe Tatis. Like, that is where that's where it stops after Cattell and Stott. I, if it wasn't for having too many lefties in my lineup, I actually think I'd play Stott over Cattell because he's a better defender, a little faster. Um, but that's really where it stops. You're not playing Corey Seager at shortstop because he's not quick enough and he has bad fielding. Uh, this Volpe can't hit. This Cruz is not fantastic for at this point in the game. Trevor Story's tops now is fine. I think his contacts are too low, but if you rake with this guy, he, he does have a really nice swing, so I get it. Uh, Dansby's stinky. Lindor is stinky. Ripken is laughably bad. Ernie Banks is meh. Bench bad at best. Secondary shortstops, you could roll with Austin Martin there. I think he's better suited for the outfield, truthfully. Uh, 95 Troy Gloss is actually a gold defender at shortstop, but his contact first right is really bad. He's even been phased out of my lineup. J-Ram is better suited at second or third. I would not play him at short. And, like, you're not going to play Altuve there. You're not playing Eugenio Suarez there. Machado is a decent option. His price is not ridiculous for a 90 overall, but I don't like his power versus right only being a 61. I'm like, uh, that's it, I guess. This fran I just this Franchi Cordero has the weirdest mix of positions I've ever seen. Left field, first base, shortstop, center field, right field. I'm sorry, that, I just blew my mind. Uh, we had to take a quick pause there. Uh, 88 Chris Bryant apparently can play shortstop. He's a bench bat. That's really it, guys. It's a weak position. It's time for SDS to give us some middle infielders. More of them. Never hurts to have options. Even if Bryson Stott is free. And Bryson Stott's really good. He is a God Squad caliber shortstop. That's not an exaggeration. He's free. Or if you don't want to take him, you can spend 19k for him, so he's not free. But, like, what if you don't hit well with Bryson Stott? What if you don't like Cattell Marte's swing? 
What if you need Cattell Marte to play second or the outfield and you don't have a shortstop? Like, we need more options at these two middle infield positions. I think help is coming. It's still only June, but it's time. Third base. The best card in the game is George Brett. I'm hitting 467 with him. That includes a handful of uh, Hall of Fame and one legend game for rank or two legend games for ranked. Um, yeah, he's nuts. So get him. You're not going to put him at first base. Obviously, I could see he plays a secondary of first. Theoretically, I could have mentioned him in the conversation as a first baseman. I don't know why you'd use him there. Um, George Brett's fantastic. As far as other options go, let's actually go to my bench first. Raphael Devers is free. He's a mini George Brett. And I must stress this again. He's free. <laughs> he's free. As far as attainability plus viability... Raphael Devers might be the ideal third baseman. When you factor in who's actually the best, it's George Brett. But again, viability and attainability, it's Raphael Devers. It's a very good card. He's on my bench. Um, it's free. It's just a grind. So he's number two without question. This Gary Carter does not play third base like I thought he used to. Never mind. Uh, as far as other options, Troy Gloss is, uh, is whatever. Like I said, contact versus rights low. He played a while for me because I needed him to. But now that Brett's here, I don't need that. Jose Ramirez is disgusting. I wish his lefty numbers were better, but he's still disgusting. He's a 94 overall, despite the fact of having 68 contact and 86 power versus lefties. That's nuts. That is nutty, nutty, nutty. Um, but, but that's kind of it. Uh, we are getting, coming on Tuesday in the new Battle Royale program, a cycle milestone Evan Longoria. I don't know what that card is going to look like, Generally speaking, Longoria cards bash lefties, but in that game that he had the cycle, he did not face a lefty. And overall, during that season, he hit righties better. So I don't know what the fuck this card's going to look like. Uh, it's nice to add a righty swinging first, uh, third baseman rather to the mix because Brett's a lefty and Devers is a lefty. Maybe that adds a little bit of flexibility for some folks. We don't know what the card looks like yet, so I cannot truthfully speak to its viability. But as of right now, those are the guys I'm looking at. Brett. Devers, Gloss, Jose Ramirez. Then you go to secondaries. Bryson Stock can play third. Pujols has been phased out, I think, as the third baseman, but he was very much a viable one. Um, maybe you still are rocking with him. He's an expensive card, too. So if you have him, you're probably kind of married to him at this point. Um, I wouldn't play Tatis at third. His speed is not suited to play in the corner. He needs to play somewhere where he can flex that a little bit. Um God almighty, this position's other than Brett and Devers, kind of shallow too. Corey Seager's not bad to play third base, I guess. But again, it's a day one card. It's phased out. Um, Michael Young, we keep just skipping over because even though he's a 96 overall, he swings a fucking spaghetti strap. Um, he's terrible. So don't bother with that. Austin Martin, again, technically speaking, yes, viable third baseman. I prefer him as an outfielder. But if you want to play him at third, go right ahead. He'll be fine there. I just think, his again, his speed and his his just overall fielding ability fits better in the outfield. On the subject of outfield, let's talk about this. In center field, really across the board, but in center field, pacifically. I know that's not how you say that word. Pacifically. There are two things you're looking for. Fielding ability, the fielding rating is important. But in center field, it is trumped by two things. Speed and reaction ability. Okay? 
Fielding and the badge that you have, bronze, diamonds, gold, silver, I guess common, theoretically. Sure, those kind of impact the animations you'll get, things of that nature. But if you're a 70 fielder in center field with 99 speed and 90 reaction, you're going to get to every single baseball. So in center field, those are things that matter to me. I have Mike Trout, who uh, doesn't have this problem. Like he's, not, he's 86 in the field, 85 reaction, 94 speed. He's fine. But I'm just saying in general for people who don't have Mike Trout, that's what you should be looking for. So that said, Pete Crow Armstrong, viable option. Austin Martin, viable option, though I'd prefer him in a corner. Um, Jim Edmonds is too slow. Willie Mays sucks. Hank Aaron, bench bat. Grady Sizemore stinks. Um, Kenny Lofton, if you're gonna, I guess you could use Kenny Lofton. I mean, I don't see the reason to use such a slappy little player, but sure. This card can't hit past All Star because he's got Acuna, the face of the franchise card, has really low contacts. When you go to secondary center fields, it adds a couple to the mix, I guess. Kinda. Acuna's got the speed, but he doesn't. The live series now has the speed, but he doesn't have the reaction. Kirk Gibson is actually a halfway decent center fielder, also because he's tall, so his reach is better to get some balls. People don't think about that, but it is important. Tatis, I guess, but it's gonna be very difficult to throw runners out with his terrible arm accuracy in center field. So I don't know if I'd want to risk putting him there. Mookie's okay. He doesn't really have the speed, but he is a good fielder with a good reaction. It's kind of it on who I'd play in center field, guys. And honestly, it's Trout, Pete Crow, Austin Martin. I guess we'll throw Kenny Lofton in there, even though I really don't want to. And then Kirk Gibson. That's really it. Luckily... <laughs> Very luckily for everybody, Pete Crow and Austin Austin Martin are incredibly attainable. They're free. I'm just speaking as someone who plays on Hall of Fame. So, guys that are viable for me are not going to be the same as guys who people who play on Veteran All-Star are going to use. And And listen, that is not a slight on anybody. I'm just saying, if I'm trying to remain competitive at the level that I play on, those are the cards I have to use. So I'm just speaking from that experience. And I think that's a good thing for everybody to strive for. If those are the cards that you know, I'm not calling myself a quote-unquote high-level skills player, but, like, look at all the guys who are 250-3. and three And, right, you know, look at the guys with all those records who, who stream every day, who, who play competitively for a living. Those are the cards that these guys are using. I'm using those same cards. I'm not as good at them, but, but I'm using those same cards. It's because they work. It's because they're, they're the meta. They have a reason for working. So center field, that's kind of what I'm looking for. Now, important to know, any of those guys I just mentioned in center field, any of them, are also viable in the corners, if you so choose. If you want to have an outfield of Mike Trout, Pete Crow Armstrong, and Austin Martin, as long as you align it properly, I'm down. Totally cool with me. That's a, that's a good, good outfield. But we do have to consider other options. Nelson Cruz, a bench bat. He's a right fielder. I've seen people in rank use him in right field, actually, just because his bat's so good. Just pointing that out. New headliner Larry Walker. He screams bench bat to me. I will uh, certainly see him starting in ranked. Guaranteed. Babe Ruth is my right fielder. Expensive card. Sure. But this card is insane. 
And because of all the first base options, I don't see why you'd put him at first base. If you have Babe Ruth, chances are he's either on your bench or starting in right field. This is my starting right fielder. Roberto Clemente is a primary right fielder who I play in left field because I need Babe to play in his primary. He's still on my God squad. He just plays left field. He's an incredibly viable option. Other corner outfielders. I think Nick Castellanos is best suited as a bench bat, but I would not be shocked if I saw someone putting him out in right field. Just God help you because his fielding is an utter disaster. This Reggie Jackson is maybe the most underwhelming World Series reward I've ever seen. It's not even a bench bat. So that card's not good. Aaron Judge is technically now the best live series card in the game. But his contact versus left is only a 59. So I don't think he's viable at all. Live series Acuna in right field is suddenly a really viable card. You mix his contact, his power, his speed, his arm accuracy, his arm strength, and just his nice swing. He's a good card. Not my favorite to use, but very, very viable. Very, very viable. Other options in the corner. It kind of... The list kind of stops there as far as like starting caliber players. Again, we're going to go over the bench as a separate discussion. Starting caliber players. Let's look at secondaries now. It's going to include a lot of players here, so bear with me. But Austin Martin, again. Michael Tolio, that first baseman, is a diamond defender in the corner outfielders. Corner outfield, rather. Sorry. Very, very much an option there. Pujols. Kind of rough to put in left field. Kind of rough to put in left field or right field. But I get it, if you're trying to do that. Uh, same goes for my, um, Takashi Carlos Delgado. He's first baseman and a left fielder. I would never fucking put his ass in left field, but if you did that, I wouldn't be totally blown away. Kirk Gibson, great card to have in a corner. Great card to have in a corner. Very much a starting caliber player in that respect. Uh, Gary Sheffield, strictly a bench bat. David Justice is okay. I've still seen people using him. Um, Yelich, I've still seen people using. He's okay. He's probably on the lower end for me at this point, but he's not bad. Um, are we looking at anybody else this deep into the binder? I don't think so. Okay, that's probably where that list stops. Um, so guys, I apologize that the outfield was a little confusing. Again, generally speaking, all outfielders can play all positions. That's not always true, like Babe Ruth. I guess technically he can play center field. If you put him in center field, you're a glutton for punishment. So technically speaking, he could play there. I just never would. Um, but so the outfield is is really whatever you're comfortable with. You do want some guys who can run a little bit. I have Trout in center. Clemente can run a little, but his fielding and reaction are so good that he makes up ground and left. And we just pray they never hit it to right field. We just pray that Babe Ruth can go heat his hot dogs and drink his beer in right field and no one will bother him. That's, that's all we care about. Because God, it's an adventure when it's hit to him. Thankfully, he could throw a little bit. 84 arm strength. But otherwise, my God, he is, a, he is a disaster. Now, the bench. When it comes to building the bench, I'm not going to go through every single card because in theory, you can put whoever you want. This is how I like to build my bench. Two lefties, two righties, a speedy boy. Whether that speedy boy is a lefty-righty, preferably a switch hitter, but I don't have that at this moment. Um, but a speedy boy. So I have Gary Carter. There are better options against lefty pitchers. But I like having a backup catcher so that if I have to pinch run Juan Pierre, spoiler alert, for Joe Maurer, I still can replace him with a real catcher. 
Nelson Cruz, in my opinion, is the best lefty mashing bench bat in the game because he can also hit righties. It's between him and Castellanos, whichever swing you prefer. I prefer Nelson Cruz's swing. I also prefer Nelson Cruz's arm strength because in a dire emergency and I have to put Nelson Cruz in the outfield, yes, his fielding and speed are fucking pitiful. Pitiful. But he's got 87 arm strength at P4, so I know at least I'll have a chance of gunning somebody on the bases. Castellanos overall, because that card can't play third. If that card could play third, he'd have the leg up. But because he can't play third, we're not even considering him. Nelson Cruz, for me, is, is the ideal. Juan Pierre is my speedy boy. 99 speed, 99 steel, 99 base running aggressiveness. In an ideal world, that's what you want. 99s across the board. So even though this card's a 91 overall, he might stay on my bench for a really long time. The only ways that changes are if, like, Lou Brock comes out. The Lou Brock swing is elite. If a Lou Brock comes out that's higher rated with 99s across the board for base running, he'll be on the squad. Uh, I'm actually hitting 625 with this one here, and that's all unranked. No bunts, by the way. Includes a home run and four RBIs. This, this, this card's pretty good. Um, but that's what I want. I want Juan Pierre. I want speed. He's super attainable. 14K right now. Then your two bats that crush righties. There's a lot of options here. You could use Delgado. I use Devers. And I use Larry Walker. I just actually took Delgado off for Larry Walker because Larry Walker has a bigger PCI. Max 125 contact right. Uh, Delgado's got a little more pop, but Larry Walker's a good option. Other options here. Um, where'd he go? Where'd he go? I know exactly who I'm looking for. Obviously, Delgado's right there. Um, oh, he's rated much lower than this, right? Yeah, let's go find him because I just want to show... Uh, I want to show his attributes or read his attributes more, more likely or more appropriately. Uh, not Giambi, not Dunn. Dunn's got a lot of power, though. Wow, he's really down the list, but his attributes are so good against righty pitching. Is he an 89? Oh, he's an 88. Fuck. Jock Peterson. Player of the Month or Monthly Award, April, Jock Peterson. 111 Ivan P5, because I use him a lot, and I love him in advance. But 111 contact right, 120 power right at P5. Incredibly viable card. 88 overall, incredibly available. Free. And easy free. He's not even a lightning in April. You can get him super fast, super quick, super cheap. Incredible card to use uh, off your bench. He's going to be on a lot of benches, honestly. He could have still been on mine, but I just, I was ready to go to Devers. Devers is a better fielder if I need him in the infield. Uh, I actually needed bench infielders anyway, so that's important. The one thing I don't have on this bench right now that I wish I could is backup middle infield depth. I actually have none of that. Devers plays the corners, Walker plays all three outfield spots, Juan Pierre, all three outfield spots, Nelson Cruz, just the corner outfields, Gary Carter, catcher first and right. So, in an ideal world, my runner, my fast uh, pinch runner, would be an infielder. We don't have that right now. I mean, you could, I guess, run, uh, you can't search by speed, can you? They should be able to, you should be able to search by attributes. Um... Trey Turner would probably be the best. Tatis is not a terrible option because he could play a lot of different positions. But you do want someone who's versatile who can play the middle infield. Thankfully, both right now anyway, Cattell Marte and Chase Utley run pretty well. I really wouldn't have to pinch run for them. But it's just nice. It's nice to have options. Because you never know, late game situation, how tricky things might get. Um, guys, so 
we're going to talk pitchers very broadly. It's hard to talk specifics about pitchers. Very broadly, we will talk pitchers. But I hope what we just talked about with position players makes sense, right? There are so many cards in this game. I want to reiterate this. So many cards in this game. Not everybody has been playing since day one. Not everybody plays as much as I'm able to play. Uh, not everybody uh, is, is as good as some other people. So it is harder for people to get all these cards. I get it. Pack luck. A huge amount of pack luck is required sometimes to get these cards. But because there are so many viable, or I shouldn't say viable, so many diamonds, so many cards that are easy to get, as long as you are good with them, don't let anyone tell you not to use them. What I'm offering right now is strictly advice based off the things that I have experienced. Um, yeah. I do want to mention, too, I forgot one thing. There's one other viable second baseman is Mookie Betts, the 95 overall. I don't have that card. I've used it in BR. I just don't have it. I forgot to mention that. That's a good card, too. Um I'm speaking as someone who has just about every single card. Not all of them, but I did remember to mention that. So, I apologize. Don't sue me. Don't yell at me. Pitchers. Pitching's all feel, guys. It's all feel. It's all who you're comfortable with, whose pitch sequences you are good with. Um, it's really what you value. Right now, I have three locked-in starting pitchers. 99, Randy Johnson, 96, Mike Messina, 92, Dallas Keuchel. Keuchel's disgusting. Johnson is damn near unhittable. A lot of people say that Mike, Mike Messina sucks. He's one of my favorite pitchers this year. I had eight and two-thirds of a perfect game in Hall of Fame on ranked, and the guy quit against Mike Messina. Use Mike Messina. Um, after that... Bobby Miller, too soon to tell. Future star, he's pretty good. Control's a little bad, but I've used him now in 24 innings. Between events and ranks, he's got exactly a 3 ERA with a .71 whip. So he's good, I just don't know how comfortable I feel yet. Jared Weaver, I have not used and ranked yet, but I'm going to give him a shot. I could see people using Roy Halladay. I don't think Roy Halladay's good, unfortunately. I hope when they drop his 99, he's insane. I just do not think his 95 is very good. 93 Kershaw, usable. 93 Otani Live Series, usable. 93 DeGrom, usable. 93 Cl Cliff Lee, usable. Tariq Skubal, or Tariq Skubal, excuse me, usable. David Price, kind of usable. Dontrell Willis, kind of usable. Corey Kluber, kind of usable. Cole Hamels, usable. Kyle Wright, usable. Corbin Burst. There are so many. Al Leiter, so many starting pitchers. The problem is, very few have set themselves apart into that same god tier as Johnson, Messina, Keuchel. You could argue Bobby Miller. In my opinion, starting pitching needs a little bit of help. We need more options. Because right now, if you're not using any of those guys, you're basically fucked. Just calling it like it is. But again, pitching is feel. If you are disgusting with an 87 overall, trot them out there every fifth game, every fourth game, however you organize your rotation. It's all about feel. It's all about how you are comfortable. Pitching is incredibly important when it comes to comfort. Just know that. Bullpen. Now, the bullpen. 
definitely needs more options. I have had significant problems completing this bullpen. Technically speaking, there's eight members of your bullpen. I'm comfortable using five to six of them. <laughs> as far as lefties go, I like to carry three. Some people carry four. I just need, I prefer three. I like having more right-handed options. My three right now for lefties are Josh Hader, live series, 90 overall Brad Hand, 90 overall Aroldis Chapman. You could also be using 93 Zach Britton. Good lefty. I'm not great with him, but good enough. Um, Wagner, don't use. Franco, don't use. Doolittle, don't use. Uh, 85 David Price, don't use. The only other lefty option, in my opinion, that's worth using is Jose Alvarado, the Rays Collection. Incredibly easy to get. Rays Collection is cheap. This card has bad control, but he throws really hard. Just worth noting. Uh, as far as righties go, May Player of the Month uh, henchman Clay Holmes, nasty sinker. Tops now Johan Duran, I've learned is how you say his name. He's very good. Uh, I still use awards card uh, Rookie of the Year Houston Street. I like that he throws soft, so if I'm using a hard-throwing starter, he's a good way to mix it up. Uh, Devin Williams, face of the franchise, still use him. His card is disgusting. And Dodgers Collection, I think it's the Dodgers Collection. Um, oh no, he might be the NL West Collection. Excuse me, Kenley Jansen. I mean, like, there's really not much depth after that. Steve Ciszek is fine. Um, for some people, he's very difficult to read. I don't mind hitting against him, so I don't use him. That's kind of the way I judge pitchers. If I can hit them, I try not to use them. Uh, 91 Rivera, unfortunately, is not good. I wish he was better because I love Mo cards. This card's not good. 90 Class A, I still see people using... Because I get it, because he throws hard, but I actually enjoy hitting against him. Um, 85 Adovino, I guess, but that's it, guys. Like, 85 Michael King. And the bullpen is scarce. We need help. Help, help, help. Dibble will be coming soon, so we know that. We're probably going to get a better Chapman at some point. We might. We're definitely going to get a 99 Kenley. We're going to get a 99 Mo. We're going to get a better, better Dennis Eckersley. 93 Trevor Hoffman is here, but you know we're going to get a better version of that. They're just really slow playing the bullpen. <laughs> I'd like them to speed it the fuck up because boy, oh boy, boy, howdy, we need help. Now, if you want to get creative in the bullpen, here are some options you can use. And I'm being dead 100% serious about this. 84 Rob Dibble. Choose your spots, but viable. Um, we're going to go through to make sure we get all of them. 80 Blake Trinan. Choose your spots. Viable. 79 Corbin Burns. If you're really comfortable with Corbin Burns, choose your spots, but viable. Um, and I know exactly. Here he is. 77 Aaron Loop. With his inside edge, he's almost always playing way the fuck up. And if you parallel him enough, like right now, I'm at parallel four. He's a 77 overall card. Factor in my parallel four, and he has plus 11 hits per nine and Ks per nine today. He's an 85 overall. You can get a diamond reliever today for 550 stubs. Aaron Loop, especially because of delivery, incredibly viable. Like all the time. If a lefty batters up, you can use this card on legend mode. You can you can do it. Aaron Loop, just consider it. Just consider it. Um, I personally get my shit rocked in or kicked in with Aaron Loop. 
I just don't know how to sequence that well with that card. So that's why I don't use it. But people use them against me, and I get my ass eaten. Um, that's really it. You're not going to roll bronzes out there. So plenty of options in the bullpen if you really want to stretch it out. If you don't stretch it out and prefer to stick to the higher attribute cards, kind of pigeonhole. Um, we need better options. We do. It, it's time. Um, so to summarize the entire episode, we need more relievers. We need more starters. We need more middle infielders. Uh, but otherwise, guys, there's so much content this year. This game sucks as far as gameplay goes, but if they've done one thing well, it's content. And they have. They've done content really well. So all these things we need, they're coming soon. I promise. Just got to wait a little while. But we will get them. I promise you. Um, if you guys like these type of episodes where we... not so, like I, We didn't really review things today, but we gave just an overarching different usage of the word review of every single position. Uh, we can keep doing these. I don't always love these, or I don't always feel comfortable doing these like advice type of episodes because like, who am I? I'm just another fucking dude who plays this game. But if you guys, for some reason, value my opinion and you want more of these, we can do them. Just let me know which positions, what, what things you want to talk about and we'll try to make it happen. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming back every week. Like, subscribe, comment, leave a five-star review. Do all the things that your heart compels you to. Hope you guys have a good week. See you next time.